There's never been a better time to start a startup. Also, there's never been a worse time to start a startup. I'm not throwing a Yogi Berra, no one goes there nowadays because it's too crowded type of quote at you, just a somewhat complicated truth. There's never been a better time to start a startup because the tools to test and build are cheaper than ever and access to capital is at historical levels. $621 billion with a B was invested into startups last year, a 111% raise from the previous year. In fact, if you say Metaverse and Web3 three times, then spin and click your heels, Gary Vee will drop out of the sky and write you a $250,000 check. But at the same time, startups have become harder simply because there's so much noise. It's never been easier to get something that looks like it might be good in front of people, which means your thing, even if it actually is good, will likely get drowned out. Attention is not a meritocracy, but you'll need it from your customer to have a chance. Literally nothing else matters if you can't get in front of your customer and give them your pitch, and just building a great product is not going to do it. Startup graveyards are filled with startups that customers would have loved if only they knew about them. So here's one thing I wish I knew before I built any of the businesses that I've started in the past. Before you build a product, before you even think product, you need to have orchestrated a moment. A moment that customers will remember. One so compelling they'll need to share it. One they can't escape or misunderstand or navigate around. Your early growth will be 100 times easier if you have that moment. It's how you'll break through all the noise and be able to take advantage of all the resources startups have today that they haven't in the past. It's also not bad advice for life. If you want people to remember you, create a moment. Do something worth talking about. Today, we'll talk about how to find and leverage that moment with a little help from a noodle shop, a bagel shop, and an app that'll make you the envy of everyone at the dog park. And, of course, some smooth jazz. I'm Brian Scordato, and this is the Idea to Start a Podcast brought to you by Tacklebox, a monthly membership program that provides structure, strategy, and network for entrepreneurs testing and building startup ideas on the side. We help you flesh out and test your idea so you can understand its potential and start working purposefully towards that potential. We put everything we learned from seven years helping over 350 idea stage entrepreneurs build businesses that raised over 100 million bucks and are now worth nearly a billion into this program. It's a clear step-by-step -step path with target metrics that'll take you from idea to product. You'll get direct feedback from us as you build and a built-in network. It's the thing I would have killed for when I was working on my idea without direction or a team, which is exactly why we built it. The membership has grown fast the past few weeks. Come and join us. We're gonna launch 250 businesses this year. One of those might as well be yours. Head to gettacklebox.com slash ideas to get the podcast listeners deal. And if you do, I'll see you on Wednesday at our one-on-one -on -one strategy session. Back to it. To talk about moments and how your startup will break through and grow, I've got to tell you a story. It's not a particularly interesting story, but it's important. We moved a couple weeks back, and last week we hired someone off a of TaskRabbit to help us hang a few things. We had this guy before, and he's outstanding. His profile says he'll hang stuff, install stuff, cook for you, bartend for a party, entertain your guests with either poetry or guitar, proofread your writing, brainstorm with you on, quote, anything for an hour at a time, host a karaoke night, or just listen. The first time we worked with him, I misread his name as Theo, which isn't his name, but it allowed me to give him the nickname Leonardo da Vinci, which I'm particularly proud of and he got a kick out of, so we're going to call him that the rest of the episode. Anyway, we were running late for Leonardo, who was coming at 10. 
We'd taken Ruby for a walk in Central Park, but first we had to go to Petco with her. People have been flooding the sidewalks with salt to melt the snow, which is brutal on dogs' paws. She needed boots. Also, dogs with boots look impossibly cute. We got the boots and put them on Ruby, and then took a few videos as she awkwardly walked around like a newborn giraffe. Finally, after a quick walk, we got to our next destination before Theo, H&H Bagels. I'd heard about H&H for years. I'm a bagel person and I come from a family of bagel people. My dad has a bagel every morning for breakfast and has for as long as I can remember. When the pandemic first happened, my parents immediately went into scramble mode learning how to make bagels. It wasn't like the people who were learning how to make sourdough bread as a hobby for Instagram. This was pure survival. We love bagels. I got two bagels from H&H because I was too excited to just choose one. My wife and Ruby waited for me while I got the order and walked out, ready to go home and eat. But we realized we didn't have time to eat because we'd have to rush to PC Richards to get a TV mount before Theo came. Amazon hadn't delivered the mount we'd ordered, so we had to panic buy one from PC Richards. I'd eat my bagels later. Unfortunately, PC Richards was a disaster. Their point-of-sale system looked like the Oregon Trail with that green screen and the flashing cursor and 10,000 inputs for a simple purchase. Then the credit card reader broke, so we had to go to the bank across the street to take out cash. Finally, we got the TV mount and we made it home minutes before Leonardo arrived. We set him up and I finally sat down to eat my H&H bagels, nearly two hours later. The bagels were cold. The cheese on the bacon, egg, and cheese had hardened. I ate it and it was fine, completely forgettable. Then I went to talk to Theo to see the weirdest thing he'd ever been hired to do. It did not disappoint, but that's for another pod. That story I just told you was long, pointless, boring, and excruciating. I tried to liven it up, but it was still pretty brutal. Which is the point. Life is that story I just told you. That's how things happen. People have lots of stuff going on concurrently, and at some point they'll squeeze in what you're working on. What you've devoted your life to. They don't care about you. Well, it's not that they don't care, it's just that they won't give you the attention you assume they will. They won't read your website or your testimonials or anything. And success for you likely relies on a whole bunch of variables that have nothing to do with you. PC Richard's credit card machine was busted, so I'll probably never go to H&H Bagels again. That's a tough break for H&H. Luckily, they'll be fine, but your startup might not be. Today's pod is about making sure that long, boring story doesn't sink you. How can we real-world proof your idea? We'll start with the greatest real-world proofing I've ever seen, Xi'an Famous Foods. Every other year, my sister and her husband make the trek from California to New York for Christmas. We always block off one entire day, usually December 23rd, for a noodle and dumpling tour. We'll hit four or five places my sister picks out beforehand. She's a noodle and a dumpling fiend. A few years back, one of our spots to hit was Xi'an Famous Foods. We had a packed schedule, so we just ordered a few noodle dishes to go from the app, then walked over to pick them up and bring them back to the apartment. When we got to Xi'an, our food hadn't been placed in to-go containers. It was still in the pans on the stove. When we said our name for pickup, the cashier shouted something and our food was brought out from the back in the to-go containers, but the lids were off. The noodles were steaming. A few shakes of seasoning was tossed lightly on top. We were then each handed a fork. You can take this to go, the cashier said, but you have to try everything here first. It loses the magic when it sits in the container. We work hard to make these, taste them the way they're meant to be eaten, and then we'll box it up for you. If you don't taste them first, you can't have them. I'll give you your money back. My sister and I looked at each other stunned, confused for a second, but then we dug in. 
Two of the chefs watched as we enjoyed absolutely exquisite noodles steaming hot right off the stove. They told us what to taste for, the sweet and the tang and which pepper was doing what. They told us to notice how springy the noodle was, how dense the mushroom was. It was like having a noodle sommelier walk us through the whole thing. They gave us language for the flavor and the texture. Then they boxed it up and we went home. At home, the noodles were fine, but we remembered the magic. Xi'an created a moment for me, a story, and they did it forcefully. They knew how good their product was and they refused to take any chances of me not getting that value. Why let their customer take the product home? Who knows what could happen then? No, 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 forget that. Try the noodles here, try them now, try them in front of me. I've told that story hundreds of times. I've probably been the reason 25 friends have gone to Xi'an. If they just handed us the to-go containers, they'd have blended in with every other very good noodle place we've been to that day. Every other noodle place, I've forgotten. But they're the one I talk about. The people who wouldn't let us take our to-go order. That's how much they cared. If you're building a startup in 2022, the biggest barrier you're going to face is acquiring customers. Building it and funding it are now commodities. Growth is what's scarce and hard. Starting from a moment that'll naturally spread your business is critical. Let's talk about how to do it. People share stories. When I tell the Xi'an story, I don't say, oh, they have great noodles. That's not interesting. I tell the whole story, making sure to lean into the specific moments. I went in there ready to pick up my noodles, but bam, they literally wouldn't let me. That counterintuitive moment, the one that people ask about, What'd you do when they said you couldn't take your noodles? Is the crux of a great story and it reinforces Xi'an's narrative. Their food is too good for takeaway. They do it because they have to to stay in business, but their food is special. Just look at how they treat it. Practically, how might this work? I just hopped on Product Hunt to see if there's a business out there we can use as an example. The first app that popped up is one that helps you train your dog in 10 minutes a day. If we were considering making an app to help owners train their dogs, what moment would we want to nail down before we built that app to ensure that if the app worked as we hoped it would, it would definitely grow? There are a few variables to a moment. Where it takes place, who's there for it, how it raises the stakes, how it's counterintuitive. So if I were building a dog training app, the first thing I'd do is make sure I was optimizing for a place with a whole bunch of dogs bumping into each other all the time. That way, the moment would get the most traction. I'd start it in New York City, specifically targeting dog owners who take their dogs to Central Park each morning. There's an hour every morning where your customers are just standing next to each other making awkward small talk. How can I make sure they talk about my dog training app? I could latch on to moments. People likely won't organically just talk about you unless you've planted a seed. So pick a topic that gets talked about already. Nearly every morning I hear people talk about how hard it is to deal with their dog's separation anxiety now that we've been going back and forth and back and forth between in-person and virtual. Maybe that's your in. There are also the more awkward moments. Your dog steals another dog's ball or you're trying to leave and your dog won't come. This is your opportunity to spread. You might call them wow moments if you weren't creative enough to come up with another idea for it. And apparently I'm not right now. Noodle moments. We'll call them noodle moments. That just came to me and that's better. Xi'an deserves it too. So before you build your dog training program, pick a noodle moment. The one that'll allow you to grow in the crowded marketplace of dog stuff. The moment should be visual, surprising, and ideally counterintuitive. It should cement you as a resource with uncommon dog knowledge. It should make the owner working with your product look really smart. 
Just like how talking about Xi'an makes me look like a foodie and feel good about myself. How about this one? What if the first week of the app focuses on training your dog to come instantly from really far away? And the cue is unique and visual. Maybe a specific noise, then a hand gesture. Maybe a clap, then two giant arm circles sends the dog flying towards its owner. Then the owner can say, actually, dogs can recognize a few hundred hand movements and only 10 word combos, so calling out for your dog isn't actually the best way to get them to come. Hand motions are way better. It's all in this app I've got. You should check it out. Suddenly, people are helicoptering their arms all over Central Park and dogs are flying in formation back to their owners. That's a silly example, but you get my point. Anchoring at that moment, the time the dog will be head and shoulders more responsive than other dogs when called to come during a group scrum in the morning, could be the thing that catalyzes growth. It's visual, it's counterintuitive, it works. Building around the moment in the park and working backwards ensures you've created the conditions to spread if your business works. You've made a story likely, almost inevitable. Understand when the problem occurs and the scenario your customer will be in when they're solving it. Recognize what they already talk about. Think about how you can raise the stakes during that conversation, how you can build for a moment, a noodle moment. This was the idea to start a podcast brought to you by Tacklebox. Join the Tacklebox membership and we'll get going on your noodle moment today. Head to gettacklebox.com slash ideas to get the podcast listeners discount, which is a good one. Have a great week.